Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We'll all face it at some point in our lives. I faced it myself in 2018. Um... Fiona is facing it this year and a lot of people will be facing it for the very, very first time. And that is going through Christmas without a loved one. You've lost a loved one in the course of the year. And it's a loved one you would have been around and spent time with and had fun with uh, at the festive season. And they won't be there this year. And whether that passing was sudden or slow, or came at the end of a long illness, it doesn't actually matter. They, they will not be there this year. And their presence will be missed by everybody. So how do you get through that? It's a very, very difficult time. Richard Hogan is a family therapist. I thought we'd talk about it for a little while. Richard, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Sorry to hear about yourself and Fiona's loss. Well, it was... 19, or it was 2018, my, my dad passed away and yeah. Fiona's mom passed away last, actually last Christmas, New Year time. And I want to focus particularly on that in a minute because, but there were loads of people coming up to their first Christmas without a loved yeah. one. And it's the most difficult part of the year. Well, it is because for, for all the reasons that Christmas is special, you know, being together with family and, you know, everyone together and the idea of coming back and reconnecting. But if there's a space, if there's an emptiness at the table, it's even more pronounced during Christmas. And I suppose when someone dies over the course of a year, that year will be a year of firsts, first birthdays without them, first anniversaries without them. And it's a very difficult, you know, all that year is going to be very difficult. And of course, Christmas is going to be extra difficult because of what I said there of all the cloying songs about family and coming together. It almost, you know, makes the loss sound and reverberate even louder. Yeah. I remember when my, my dad passed away, actually it was in January when he died, and coming up to the right. Christmas, there's always this old tradition, that you, and I, I personally I'm glad it's dying out, there was a tradition that you didn't celebrate the next Christmas. Uh, I think that's right, gone, okay. and I'm glad it's gone. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, there was a, there was a dad-shaped hole on the couch. Do you know what yeah, I mean? there is that exactly. There is a you, you know, know that phrase of the God shaped hole, but there's a love shaped hole, I think, and, and and Christmas brings it out. Yeah. So what 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 is it, is is your advice to someone who is in eleven days' time yeah. facing that first Christmas? 
And that's many people, PJ, listening to your call today. That's, that's many people out there um, who've experienced a loss. And of course, with, with coronavirus, you know, there's a lot of people that are suffering over the course of this last two years. And, and there's someone missing now. Uh, there's someone now, again, missing at the table this year. My advice would be to, you know, just to, re- just to remember that grieving is a process and that often we put ourselves under incredible pressure to make everything be okay or to have a normal Christmas or to have a good Christmas. And that pressure, can, you know, that pressure can place an incredible demand on you. And I think it's really important that you allow yourself to grieve because if we, if we put away the grieving process, let's say, it's, it protracts it and heightens it. So we have to go through that. This is going to be the first Christmas. But a huge part of being resilient and overcoming adversity is understanding that it's ephemeral. Everything is transient. It's going to pass within 10, 15 days. This will be over. And I see people in my own clinic, PJ, you know, Coming up, coming into the clinic before Christmas, asking me what, what, what should I do this Christmas? How am I going to get through this? The kids want me to do this, and I do want to do that, and I want to be on my own to kind of think about what's happened this year to me. And I see the same person in January, and this, and the sense of relief, the sense of like, you know, I got through that, I got through the first Christmas without that person who was so important in my life. And I think it's important to always remember that it is ephemeral and it is transient and it will be passed, and then we'll be moving on to a new year. And also to celebrate the person that we did have in our life. How lucky are we that we met someone that we could celebrate our lives with? I mean, not everyone gets that. So it's really important that we celebrate that relationship and realize that the person would have wanted us to thrive. Mm. But the first thing is to understand that we need to go through the grieving process. And that's normal. Yes. And the lonely moment that will come. It'll yeah. come. It'll hit yeah. you. It'll slap you in the Absolutely. face in the middle of the moment. You could yeah. be the whole room could be laughing at something. And bang, it hits you in the face. That moment will come. How do you deal with it? Yeah. I think it's very important that we we express what we're feeling. I think when we hold on to something and we try to keep it inside and and that internalized voice is going around it, we have a tendency then to ruminate it because ruminate on it because our ideas aren't structured. And when we ruminate, we're just feeding on the same thing going around and around. And that's very destructive for our well-being and our wellness. So what I would always say to people is, you know, express it to someone that, you know, a safe place to express it with or also journal it. Write it down. What are you feeling? What what that emptiness, that loneliness? Write that down and have a look at what it is, because when we do that, we structure our thoughts. It's very healthy to do that because it stops us from ruminating ruminating isn't healthy ruminating is a maladaptive response to kind of a, a really deep feeling like that it just goes around and around and so when you write it down or you say it to someone if you express it to somebody um, it allows you to kind of hear the thoughts but also an important part of that pj is to allow the person you express it to to be clumsy in their in their um you know response we're not very good as a nation on the, on the whole death talk and people say things because of that you know people because of that anxiety to speak about death we often say clumsy things or we get it wrong and it causes huge stress mm. i had a client recently tell me that uh, you know his son-in-law uses the word passing about his wife and it drives him crazy that he says they know your wife is her passing and he's like she's not passed she's dead and there was a huge fight about it and i think allowing people to be clumsy in their expression is a mm. is a part of kind of you know allowing conflict not to develop that one resonated with me i must say richard because Mm. you know my dad didn't pass my dad died exactly you know and and like i i think it's a it's a word we use to avoid using the d word exactly and that's i think is i think the irish people aren't very good at death talk and i think we try to use euphemisms to kind of couch our own uncomfortableness with it and and i I suppose what i'd say to people if they have lost someone this year and someone has died in their family and left that huge shaped love hole there in their lives i would say allow people to be clumsy in their expression you know because we are anxious about talking about death and we don't like to use the word 
dead because we th- we think it's so final, so we say passing. And again, yeah, it can bring up a lot for us. Mm. The other thing too is that someone will at one point or other turn to you and ask you, are you okay? It's the most human thing yeah. in the world to do. Is it right though? Yeah. Um, I, th- I do. I think it's important. Well, of course, it depends on who's asking you that, you know, that question, now, obviously. Um, and I, d- I do think it's an important question to ask somebody, are you okay? I think we can go around it in many ways and kind of, again, skirt around the idea. But sometimes we need to be hitting the old rag and bone shop of the heart and someone says it to us very clearly, are you okay? And again, it's, it's about who's asking that question and about having a discussion around how you're feeling. And also, I think it's very important, let's say, if kids, uh, you know, of their parents, say one of the parents has, has died, uh, I think it's very important that um, they allow the, the mother or father to have the Christmas that they want to have often or good intentions and saying, oh, no, they're not going to be on their own this Christmas. We have to listen to the person and what they want. Yes. They might want to be on, you know, they might want to be on their own. They might want to be around uh, the family uh, on that particular moment. And we have to hear that because it often brings a lot of stress into the, the person who's just experienced a huge, huge grief and loss. And it brings a lot of stress into the children because they're trying to force something on their parent who doesn't want to do it. And it causes all sorts of tensions and it, and it can tend to boil over on Christmas morning if yeah. things, you know, get a little, you know, if things don't go exactly as planned. Yeah, there's a, there's a tendency as well to want everything to be normal for the kids. Exactly, yeah. Are you sometimes forgetting, Richard, in wanting everything to be, and again, it's human, are you sometimes forgetting that, well, you know, he was their granddad or she was their nana or their mom or their dad, and it's not normal for them either? Exactly. Uh, and that's the process of grieving, you know, and that's allowing the family because the family, you know, the system of the family has experienced a huge loss. Right. And that's that's sorry. And that's really important that we um, we allow that to be present. I suppose when we deny that, and we try to make everything normal and we try to normalize the fact that someone's missing. We just bring a lot of pain into the family and suffering. To the family. We have to accept, we have to celebrate the fact that that person lived and was a part of our lives and was a positive partner of our lives, hopefully. But they've also died and we have to celebrate their life. And when we try to normalize and make everything seem like it's okay, we only, we're only actually you know, further exacerbating the whole grieving process and protracting it. And it's just, it just makes the, everything seem a little bit false. Mm. Yeah. There are those who have lost a loved one at or around Christmas. And I think that's mm. exceptionally hard. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, because the the, the the season has become linked to the loss, and the the only thing with that is that you know distance and time is never gonna is never gonna fix that, but it will allow the person to to come to terms with it and to, and to, and to live with it. And that's the idea of grief. Really, it's not about the person. You'd be fine about it. So that you you come to li- learn how to live with it, and you manage your sense of loss. And what's happened to you? And again, I suppose when people launch those things and say you'll be fine, you're getting, you know, time heals all wounds. It's not that time heals it; it's that the time gives you the perspective to be able to allow yourself to live with it. Um, that that space is always going to be empty, but yeah. it's about celebrating the person who lived and who was a positive part of your life. I think that's the really important part that we reframe that, and you know, with time that we begin to see that that it's a, a celebration of the person's li- a life and who they were and what they brought into your life. If you are struggling on the day itself, Richard, or indeed any other day of the season, but mm. I think that Christmas Day and Stephen's Day are probably the two big family days when everyone gathers. It's perfectly yeah. okay, isn't it, to just go out for a walk around the block with or without the dog on your own? 
I think that's really important, PJ. Anyway, I think that's a very important part of uh, you know of getting through your uh, of your grief and being you know being present with it and allowing yourself space from other people. I think that's a huge thing. And I think we feel uncomfortable to do that. We feel like we're going to make people feel that we're not okay if we decide, you know, I'm going to go for a walk on my own. Um, I think that you have to listen to yourself. As we get to a certain age, we, we begin to get a little bit better with, you know, not being so consumed with what everybody else thinks. And I think if you have experienced this loss in your life, it's important that you do have those moments to go out into nature and, and to be with yourself and to your thoughts and to celebrate the person and think about them and what they meant to you and and that's a very private thing and again for children let's say of a parent who's been who lost who's lost this year allow your surviving parent to have those moments and don't become overwhelmed if they if they feel if you see them you know in themselves and they're, they're a little bit quieter than they normally are allow them that space allow them that room to kind of grieve i think it's a hugely significant thing and, and, and i do think you don't need to ask them because you know yeah, exactly. You do. Uh, if they're gone Depending quiet, they're gone quiet. You know why they're gone quiet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can all be quiet together, perhaps. You know, I mean, yeah. we don't all have to be talking at the time, all the time, to kind of, yeah. you know, try to try to ameliorate the fact that there's a loss here. I think the the more we talk about it, the more we celebrate it, the more we talk about someone's life, you know, the more chance we have mm -hmm. of uh, of having uh, moments that are are nice in our lives again. Here's one. Uh, my daughter's only twenty seven. Lost her partner in twenty nineteen. They had two small children. The children got us through that first Christmas. We now go to the grave and leave a present on the grave for Daddy. Christmas is hard, but the excitement of the kids gets us through. They have a unique way of of dealing with things, don't they? Absolutely. They really do. And their innocence and their perspective is something that we need to tap into at times. And I think that's what they do. They reconnect us with that innocence uh, at a time of before we've experienced loss because they see the world in all its newness and all its magic. And, you know, when someone when someone dies, that little light can go out for a while at least. And I think children reconnect us with magic and they reconnect us with the wonder of it all. So, again, yeah, that's a very tragic thing to have ha to have happened to this young mother and children. And, you know, it's not that time is going to fix that, but it's going to help her to, you know, as she gets perspective, you know, as moving forward a distance in time, she'll be able to come to terms with what's happened to her and, and um, celebrate the person's life that gave her those two beautiful children. Do you have a, a website or anything that people can look at, Richard? Sure, yeah, you can contact me on, um, in, uh, sorry, therapyinstitute.ie. Therapyinstitute.ie. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, Richard Hogan, family therapist. Quartz 96 FM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.